This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April's Fool day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your me, day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and maybe the most nervous man in McPherson. Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you a little bit worried about what's happening over your right shoulder? It, it outside, is. I mean, it is doom almo- and gloom. It's almost pitch dark outside. I mean, it really is. It's uh, We're about ready to just get inundated by rain, and I looked at the forecast, and it's supposed to rain all afternoon, which means there's not going to be any golf for a long time. No, so no, that no. So that's my, you know, that's, that's my priority. Uh, and I, I'm saying... We're not going to have golf for a long time. We'll be lucky to have baseball and softball on Thursday. That's right. Because the fields are going to be underwater, and I know uh, Shane Balkus will be watching that very closely. Baseball is supposed to be at Dodge City today. Uh, they canceled the JV game. Now, the varsity game was still on because Dodge has a turf field. That's right. So as long as it's not raining, they'll be able to get that in. And I think out west it's not raining as much as it is here, but we are absolutely – about to get shellacked by the rain. <laughs> well, Steve keeps looking out the window, and you might hear some thunder rolling in through the building here. And if you think that the building's about to explode, we're, we're okay. Now, Steve might not be okay, but <laughs> but but we're doing okay. Steve, we're, we're excited for this show today. There was a lot of big news that happened on Friday afternoon with the Kansas State High School Activities Association. They were coming up with some new rules. They were voting on new rules for all sorts of different sports. One of the rules I know that's passed was that football is going to be allowed to do some jamboree type of scrimmages in the summer with other teams. You have state golf that has expanded to a 36-hole state tournament. But maybe the biggest one in terms of the scope here at McPherson was that the state of Kansas joined 15 other states, 14 other states, to adopt girls wrestling as an official sanctioned state championship sport. And we've got the best person to have come in here and talk about this, McPherson I Wrestling Coach Doug Kretzer this afternoon. Coach Kretzer, we're excited to have you in here today because there's so much to dive into with the passing of this legislation and finally getting girls wrestling to be a sanctioned state championship sport. And this is the 23rd sport in the state to be officially sanctioned, the first one since 2005. Coach Kretzer, great to have you in here today. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'm excited. I love talking about this stuff. Well, I know that you do like talking about this stuff because you've been the person that's been at the forefront of this, as well as athletic director Shane Bakus. You guys have been in the works for trying to get this to pass for 
the last eight, nine, ten years, does it finally feel like the weight is off your shoulders a little bit to finally have this pass? Yeah, I mean, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, it's been a. You've been like a politician. I have, and that's not uh, that's not where my my best set of skill sets lie. But you know, I'm 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 worn out. It's been uh, it's one of those things where it seems like you take a step forward and not even two. You take a step forward, you take a step back, and it's just been, you know, I feel an obligation to these girls to fight for them, and and I think it makes sense. I think it's I think it's what needs to happen, and um, you know, I love the sport so much that I enjoy coaching it. I enjoy competing when I was a high school age wrestler and for here here in McPherson for coach settle and um you know I was I was a pretty wild kid <laughs> when I was uh, high school aged and uh wrestling is one of the one of the things that kind of grounded me one of the things that helped get me you know move in the right direction and and gave me some focus and and helped me to um <clears throat> you know grow up and taught me a lot of things about discipline and and relying on yourself and and uh, you know there's a lot of activities are great Act, athletics are amazing they they do a lot of great things for you to give you um, you know some a little bit of a compass in life but boy wrestling is was the one for me that made a huge difference in my life and so you know I don't that's why I coach I, I love to give back I want to give back to this to the sport that helped kind of push me down the path of um, getting me where I needed to be as a young man and and uh, you know as I looked around the room all those years as an assistant coach as a high school wrestler and there's a girl or two in the room um, but you know you, you have a you have a girl like Chandra Engel or Addie Lanning come out that they're a wrestler too. They're not just a girl that's out for wrestling. They help kind of give you clarity that, man, I think we're missing something here. I think that all these life lessons that I learned and the things that the sport provided me, that, that shouldn't be specific to one gender. And that's what, you know, that's, that's what really what was pushing me the last handful of years is that, that I need, I want to expose myself and my sport to as many kids as possible. It doesn't matter whether they're a boy or a girl or really athletic or just somebody that's looking for looking for a place to be and i know you and i talked throughout the uh season this year uh the vote was going to come in april you and i were talking you said i'm pretty sure it's going to pass but uh when did you feel like you were almost assured that it was going to pass you know i I thought it was going to pass last year but i'm an optimist (laughs) and uh you know the wheels move slow in some things and it's and change is hard change is real difficult I, I told you that the other day Steve when you when we talked a little bit and and it's hard it's hard to make change it's hard to get change to go through and and when it didn't pass last year I, I could understand why we needed to fine-tune a couple of things from a KWCA standpoint Kansas Wrestling Coaches Association you know we were working with Keisha to try to put together this proposal that made sense and and the last thing we wanted to do was put a product out there that then failed and 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 didn't go well. But I, f- I felt good all season long. We had a lot of girls wrestling. We had a lot of competitions. There's growth everywhere, you know. So it, it was good. But uh, I woke up Friday morning and I was like, all right, you know, kind of picked out my nice shirt and <laughs> and uh, put on some khakis and and 
picked my daughter up and we we headed over to Topeka to to give this thing a look and felt great and uh they started talking a little bit and they got into some of the specifics about that mixed sport team uh what that means how that's supposed to play in and I got a little nervous you know because there was a lot of the uh the panel the voting panel that they they had a lot of questions and it seemed a little bit vague meaning it was you know the it was the proposal was basically two things the first part was should they have their own state tournament postseason series right regional and state tournament where these girls can become a state champion and the second part was how do we do it where we give ourselves the best chance to grow the sports numbers and one of the hang-ups there was uh uh, what do we do if a girl if if a girl goes to a competition there's no other girls you know do they just not participate or do we allow them to continue to wrestle boys and uh, one of the the proposals was a waiver of the mixed sport rule meaning they could kind of do both they kind of come and go and um, and some of the some of the ads they, they started asking some questions and getting in there about does it make sense maybe if we should get rid of this and and there was a lot of arms going up and a lot of microphone getting passed around and and I didn't like that. I mean <laughs> that that caused some uncertainty. I could see some of the group was was uh weighing whether or not it was well thought out and um and that made me nervous. But uh Mr. Bakus he, he you know, he was on the panel and he was one of the ones that kinda stepped up and, and he kinda calmed the waters and man, I was, I'm glad he's R A D because he's really, really good and you know, he said something to the effect that, you know, we're looking into a lot of hypotheticals. We're, we're looking at some things that may or may not happen in a situation. But at the end of the day, this is the right thing to do. And, and this is how we move the sport forward, these ladies. And it's my understanding the next two years, girls could still wrestle against boys yep. if they decide that option. And, of course, they can wrestle girls. But after the two-year transition, I guess you could yep. call it, is over, then it's girls against girls. I think the the belief is there will be enough girls wrestling in two years down the road that this won't this won't be an issue. Because you look at the last three years, McPherson High has hosted the quote-unquote unofficial state tournament, and all you have to do is look at the numbers mm-hmm. from the first year of the tournament to the third year of the tournament. They have quadrupled. Yeah. Uh, the schools have uh, tripled. And it just seems like uh, I think more and more girls are realizing this is an opportunity. Uh, there's You look at the collegiate uh, level now, you're getting more and more schools at the collegiate level adding women's wrestling. And this is an opportunity for young girls to continue their education in college and also wrestle. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, there's a movement nationwide it's not just specific to kansas we're right in line with the rest of the nation that when you give the girls the opportunity to wrestle against another girl they enjoy the sport and they come out for it um you know one of the first thing you said i guess let's talk about that exactly that two-year waiver that that it's set up where that's the way that the state has presented it but in two years if the number of participants still wasn't there and it continued to make more sense they could extend that um, but yes, the way that it's written is, is that as if, if you go to a, a competition, if I was to take my girls and my boys, both teams out to an event and they have like Burlington, it's a great example, varsity boys tournament, varsity girls tournament. And, um, two years ago when we went, 
Maya was a our 106 pound varsity wrestler. She was our boys vars, boys team mm-hmm. varsity wrestler. She actually wrestled in the boys tournament, and then the girls tournament was was going on at the same time, and we took 17 girls to that tournament, and they wrestled in that tournament. And uh, Maya scored us points. She she placed third or fourth at the tournament, did really well, and and helped our boys team win the tournament. And that's not an option anymore with this new rule. The new rule basically states if you go to this competition and you have a girls' event and a boys' event, females must participate in the girls' event. Okay. All right. And um, so it kind of takes some of the picking and choosing out of there, which is the right thing. Last year, um, Maya did it the other way around. You know, she was, she was, she, I could have got her in the tournament as a varsity wrestler on the boys' side, which probably from a competition standpoint maybe would have been better for her. But she wrestled in the girls' tournament because we felt like we were getting close. It was the right thing to do to, to I mean, you want girls, this girls' event to mean something, so you want to have your best girls in the state wrestling in it. And uh, and then, yeah, the, the numbers are, are exploding. We've got five colleges in Kansas that have girls' wrestling teams. My daughter's going to wrestle for one next year. Uh, Addie wrestled for Addie Lanning. She wrestled for Ottawa. We've got Cheyenne Fernandez wrestling at Central College right now. And um, those opportunities are, are popping up. But, you know, the, the key in this thing was to get girls the opportunity to compete against other girls. Before that happened, you almost had to be kind of a crazy person to go out for the sport as a female. <laughs> um, because, I mean, your chances of winning are almost minuscule, and, and then your chances of potentially maybe not even getting hurt were, were pretty small too. And, and uh, you kind of had to come from a wrestling family or have a brother or a dad or somebody that kind of pushed the sport like uh, Coach Engel did to Chandra. And, and then, um, but when girls can wrestle against girls, that's when we get curiosity sets in. That's when girls say, oh, I don't know, this looks kind of interesting. It does look kind of fun if I, if I get to compete against another girl. And that's where our numbers have kind of skyrocketed here in McPherson's because we've made a major emphasis towards participating in those girls' events. Some of the other schools around the state, they might have kept their schedule the same and then found a way to get their girl to come to our unofficial state tournament where as soon as uh, Mr. Bakus said, yeah, let's do it, and uh, it wasn't – we didn't, like, do it halfway. I mean, we – three coaches going three different directions and, and the coaching staff threw themselves at it, and we basically have our girls' schedule chalked 100% full of girls' competition points. It looks like, as I look at all the other states throughout the country, that less than a year ago there were six states that were offering girls wrestling like what is going to be happening here pretty soon. But in the last year, there have been eight other states, not including Kansas, that have adapted girls wrestling as well and becoming a state-sanctioned sport and a state-sanctioned championship event. What is it that you think got the ball rolling the most? Was it some of the peer pressure for maybe a surrounding state, like let's say if it was Colorado that was offering it and Nebraska that Kansas would say, okay, well, we should too? Or was it just more of people opening up their eyes and realizing that it needed to be done? I think that on the national level, there was a couple of a couple of states that kind of cracked the egg a little bit. California and Texas um, were, were pretty big proponents in that. And, and so they provided a model that said, yeah, this will work if you give them the option. Um, now, why that was a slow process for growth, I'm, I'm not really sure because I, I've only gotten involved heavily in the national level in the last four years. And um, But it's a sport that makes sense. I think we had some 
you know, maybe some good old boy stuff going on there where socially, society maybe didn't feel like girls belonged in that sport. But a lot of things are changing. And, and, um, and you know, maybe some of those those coaches that made girls feel like they didn't belong, they'd moved on and retired. And, and some of these younger individuals around the state that are a little more, you know, maybe, maybe why not? That question you started to, started to kind of ask yourself, scratch your head and say, why doesn't this make sense? I mean, I specifically remember the day Shane came down to the rest. He comes down to the wrestling room all the time, but he popped into practice and we're looking around. We had a handful of girls out, two or three girls out. And, and we just talked about, you know, why didn't this make sense? I mean, why, why, why would we say no if we said, why don't, why don't we have this sport for girls? Because we look around the room, we already have all the equipment, we got the mats, we got girls already competing in it. Only thing we needed was competition specifically for girls and then the girls to do it. And those two things were not difficult to put together just as soon as somebody kind of picked up that torch and said, let's go, you know, who's coming with me? All right, we're going to take our first break. We've got to get a couple of commercials in here real quick. We're joined by McPherson I Wrestling Coach Doug Kretzer today as we are diving into girls wrestling becoming an official state-sanctioned championship sport. We'll get back into that more here in just a minute. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and joined this afternoon by McPherson I wrestling coach Doug Kretzer as we are diving into all of the inner workings that led to girls wrestling becoming the newest state-sanctioned championship sport in the state. And we were talking a little bit before our break about what went into making this happen, all the rules that had to be passed, all the order of putting this together, but I wanted to go back to you. And in your journey of, of being one of the people at the forefront of this movement and trying to make this a state-sanctioned sport, so let's maybe go back 20 years ago when you were probably still involved with wrestling at least a little bit and following the sport after being done in high school. Could you have imagined yourself being a person that would have been at the forefront of this type of a movement? Or do you think this maybe helped out that you had a personal connection to it with your daughter, Maya. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was a little bit of, of that helping, or do you think you could have seen yourself doing this before getting involved with that? Well, about 20 years ago, that would have been my third year as an assistant coach. And uh, I, 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 still, I almost still loved wrestling at that point in time. You know, I mean, I was coaching, but I was coaching for the athletes and for myself too, where it was kind of filling a little bit of a, a void where I was missing the sport some. But... <clears throat> you know, I, I would say, could I have seen myself in this position? I couldn't even see myself, you know, a year or two down the line, what, what I was going to be doing and what was going on, you know, young family and a couple of little guys at home. And, and, uh, I remember at one point in time, I, my goal was I wanted to coach long enough to coach my own kids in the sport. And when I said my kids, I meant my three sons. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I figured, well, you know, my daughter will be a manager and it'll be just a neat little thing, just like the other coaches around the state that mm -hmm. you see. 
And, uh, and, and we, we all, I mean, McPherson's always been good about having girls participating in wrestling. We, I mean, we've always had some girls out. We've never had a lot of girls out, but it seems like if we didn't have a female on the team, it was kind of odd. Um, around the rest of the state, it seemed like almost nobody else ever had a girl on the team, but we always had one or one or two. And, and, um, as, as it got, down the line and you, like I said I mentioned Chandra and Addie you know you, you coach a couple of girls that are serious about the sport you know they'd done more than just be out I mean they were going to national level events and getting in their vehicle and and looking for competition and wanting to be a great wrestler and had aspirations of potentially being a college level wrestler etc um, but you know yeah Maya she kind of messed that dream up a little bit for me and <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in seventh grade she was uh you know, I didn't really want her to wrestle, and it had nothing to do with her being a wrestler. It was more just the sport was not conducive to female to females being out for the sport. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to – I mean, I never heard a coach exactly say it, have it come out of their mouth, but you could tell that, that if one of our girls stepped on the mat against somebody from another town, you know, they rough them up and send them packing and send them a message maybe that they don't belong here is the way it looked like and felt like mm -hmm. from the other side of the chair. And I didn't, I mean, I love my daughter. I didn't want, I didn't want anybody to do that to her. I didn't want her to get roughed up and have somebody try to intentionally injure her or, or, or send a message to her that she didn't belong. So I just told her, I said, I'm not sure you want to do this, Maya. And, uh, so every year I go into recruiting, you know, I mean, I recruit locally here and I go to the middle school to talk to these guys about, you know, coming out and, you know, what we're going to do during the summer. Cause I entered it. I allowed the middle school wrestlers to participate and, and I wanted to sign up of who was coming. And the first name on the list when I got home was Maya, mm -hmm. you know, so she was waiting for this meeting. She had it pinpointed and said, I want that. So she wrote down that she wanted to do it. And then the second name on the list was her brother. You know, yeah. So she beat him into there <laughs> to sign up and say that she wanted to wrestle. But then once she did that, then I could tell that she meant business. And, yeah, let's do it. How difficult was it for you at first when Maya got to the high school and then she'd wrestle boys? Uh, how difficult was for you? I mean, you were still coaching, but you were also a dad at the same time. How difficult was that? And, and you know, she turned into a, a tremendous wrestler against boys. But early on, you had to be a little concerned because um, – you know, she's out there against guys, and she's still not strength-wise up with the guys yet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always been – I've always been pretty easy for me to compartmentalize being a dad when I'm coaching. Um, I mean, it's still in there, but I, but it's back – you know, you can kind of close that door and say, okay, we're, we're here to coach now. And for her, it was pretty easy because she is just so driven. I mean, she just crazy. She is very sport. driven. I mean, she just – it's, it's who she it is who she is and what she is and she I mean she paid the price and and um, you know she climbed the ladder really well through middle school and you know as you could tell she's going to be good mm -hmm. uh, going to be really good and then but when she got out there she she kind of got lucky one of the things that were in her favor she's pretty light you know so she's 113 pounds as a right. freshman and if you get over if you get into the 130s and above that's when you kind of start worrying about the injury factor. potential you know but um, but technique can overcome. Yeah, she's, you know, technique yeah. can make a big difference mm -hmm. in the lighter weights. Right. And you can overcome sometimes the strength just with the technique. Yeah, she's a slick wrestler, and she didn't. I mean, she she fit in right right away, and then, um, you know, and may and maybe at that point in time as a freshman at 113 pounds, you know, she might have been maybe a little more mature than some of the the boys she was wrestling too. So that was not any fun 
for on the other side of the pancake for the boys. Um, but by the time you hit junior, see, you start wrestling varsity. As soon as she cracked the varsity lineup, then I, you know, this this last season, she wrestled 120, and we went out to Colby, and it was right away that you could tell there was a major difference in power. And um, I mean, I heard a sound come out of her, out of her that I've never heard before, mm-hmm. and that was not because, uh, you know, I mean that the boy decided they were going a different direction and her body wasn't kind of set up right for that. And, and it wrenched her pretty good, yeah. you know, so got, that did make me nervous. And, but she'd already known, I mean, by the time she'd wrestled her last match at the regional tournament this year, I mean, I remember her specifically staying, saying, I'm glad that's the last time I ever have to wrestle a boy. Yeah. You know, so she'd, she'd moved on from it. You know, I, there's in this movement, in this battle for, for all these girls, I, I, you know, there's some parents that have some daughters that are really good on the at the middle school level. You know, you get to 13, 14, where your daughter's more mature and maybe stronger, more physical, maybe more athletic than some of the boys she's wrestling. And they're 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 maybe bigger. You know, 160 pound girls, 170 pound girls, and they're pretty good. And uh, and and one of the battles, surprisingly, is that the par- some of those parents didn't really want this, at least. You know, they wanted, they, they were so proud that their daughter was so good at the sport that they wanted to, you know, I wish she, she could be the one to kind of make that name as a girl that's been able to do it against mm-hmm. the guys. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime you give those boys a couple more years and and that <laughs> that stuff goes out the window, before long you are worried about the health, the physical health of your daughter. Right. And, um, you know, uh, but... With with this thing with this thing being out there for the girls now, I mean, I, I'm getting a lot of girls that have never never even thought about being a wrestler, never dreamt about being a wrestler. And uh, one of the things that's a little bit interesting about it is is recruiting wrestlers. I mean, I've, we've aggressively recruited. I just we just want people to be on our team, more athletes, more people to coach, more people introduced to the sport. And with boys versus girls, man, I struggle to talk boys that have never wrestled into coming out for wrestling. They just you wouldn't have been able to talk me into doing it yeah, when I was hard. in high school. Yeah. No way. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even have wrestling. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you can see it. I mean, you can see it on on their face. You can see they're on the fence. They're thinking about it and they're weighing it and they're and they're right there, ready to say yes. But gosh, I, we just struggled to get them to say okay because you know socially, I mean, they're they're supposed to be successful. They're supposed to win. If they don't win, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel. They feel a little bit different about themselves than a girl that says, sure, I'll try it. So if I have five or six kids that I'm talking, trying to talk into wrestling and two of them are boys and three of them are girls, I almost never get the two boys and I almost always get the three girls because right. they're willing to give it a try. You know, they're looking for this opportunity that they've, that's been kind of a closed well, door Well, like you to have them. 15 girls on the team. If each of those 15 girls persuades just one of their friends yeah. to wrestle, you're looking at 30. Exactly. And then, you know, you go from 30 to 60, it's just a multiplier effect. Right. I and mean, one of the things that's interesting right now, I mean, the girls that we got, boy, they, they're tough and they work hard and they're, they want to be good at the sport. They want to, some of them want to be great at the sport. But I'm, I'm not getting a lot of high-level athletes to say, I'll give this a try. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why. I mean, why would a girl who's a really good first baseman or someone that's a tremendous tennis player or a volleyball player say, uh, I'm going to go out for basically the equivalent of an intramural sport. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out, work my buns off, you know, and then after three and a half months, they just pat me on the back and say, good job. You made it to the end of the season. 
Yeah. Those kind of athletes, they want to be the best. They want to be a champion. They want to, they, their, their desire to win and be successful is really, uh, it's a strong motiv- motivator of why they're so good at the other sports they participate in. So I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to get some girls to come out that are, you know, maybe high level athletes in other sports. We've got to take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about the future and how this will continue to go and whether it's the state championship itself and how that will break down and still what needs to happen next for girls wrestling in the state. One more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. We're joined in studio this afternoon by McPherson Eye Wrestling Coach Doug Kretzer. We've been talking about the changes throughout the state of Kansas that went into effect last Friday with the vote from the state, 63-2, to passing girls wrestling as a state-sanctioned championship sport. So my first thing I want to ask about is, is how this format is going to work with the state championship. And I have a pretty good idea of what it is going to be, but I'll let you explain it further then. I want to talk about very quickly what still needs to change in order to make this sport as successful as it can be. So first off, how is this individual girls state championship tournament going to work on the girls side here in 2020? Well, what the, what the state's going to do, Mark Lentz, you know, the executive director on the, on the wrestling side of things, after we have our alpha weigh-in, so we submit all of our you know, this is the first day that they come to practice. This is what they weigh. We submit all of that data. Every every team in the state submits that data. He's going to look at those numbers and see how many girls we got wrestling. So let's say hypothetically we got 800 girls wrestling. Then he's going to try to par that down into 10 weight classes. And the weight classes will be some ebb and flow to say this is where we get hopefully 10% here, 10% here, 10% here throughout the course of those 10 weight classes. And then uh, – there, the weekend before the boys' regional tournament will be the girls' regional, an east and a west regional. You send one, just like the boys' side, you send one wrestler per weight, top. Uh, and, and as of right now, they haven't capped that on how many girls will be there. If you place in the top four at that regional state tournament, you go to the state tournament, which will then be the same weekend as the boys' on the Thursday before the boys get going on Friday, and then it'll be an eight-man bracket for it's those It's going to be at Tony's classes. Pizza Event Center yep. in Salina. Yep. Now, Great is that venue. going to be all classes? One one class. Right, okay. Yep. So that's how that's going to work out. And then before we let you go, I, I just want to know what you see as the next step for how this can continue to be successful. Is it simply just getting the numbers out there and more and more girls wrestling, or how do we continue to make girls wrestling better and better? Now that you've opened up the door and that you've got it as a state championship sanctioned sport, how does it continue to get better? Well, I don't think we need to do anything. You know, as soon as you say that somebody can win state, these coaches that were sort of on the fence are going to be all in. Coaches, you know, coaches want to throw themselves at, at, at winning, at, at being champions and recruiting. Now they will, those coaches out there will be recruiting girls to participate. Um, 
and uh, you know more participants is is the key i mean this is going to be a multi-sport a multi-class uh event down the line and and it's just gonna it's gonna happen but specifically to mcpherson i mean if there's anything that anyone in this town is hearing right now if you've got a female living in your house uh this is an inclusive sport for all it doesn't matter if you're little big you know tall and skinny short and round this is a sport for everybody and and if there's a uh, anybody in this town, anybody in this high school that isn't, isn't an athlete or, or is, a, is an athlete, I want you. I want you to be on my team next year. I want, I want 40, 50 girls out. Well, it was a very exciting weekend for you, and you got to be there in person when this went through, and I'm sure it was a very relieving moment. But, Coach Kretzer, we're glad you came in today. It was fun to go through all of this and, and, and hear it from your perspective because we can read so much and we can try and figure it out. But to get it from you, the person at the front of this, it, it really helped clear things up for at least me and I'm sure a ton of other people. And it's been a lot of fun for you to get this to finally happen. And I'm sure it's going to be a very fun future the next couple of years too. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait till we have our first side-by-side -side duel. Girls dueling somebody and the boys dueling somebody. And we already have a heck of a crowd in town. It's just going to be twice as energized as soon as that happens. Can't wait. We'll stay dry out there. We're going to wrap up today's show. Steve, you okay? Uh, I'm fine. You starting to get nervous? Uh, rain's let up a little. There you go. You're starting to feel a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Okay, tomorrow on the show, we will recap what's all been going on here in the last couple of days, especially with the NBA postseason. couple of big games coming up tonight. Thursday, we will not have a show, but we'll keep you posted on that because of the Royals playing in the afternoon and then a little baseball coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll wrap up for today's show. For McPherson I Wrestling Coach Doug Kratzer, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.